day and opportunity is in the air. This is Philip with Soul Insights and you're tuned in to Good Morning Market, where everyday businesses are empowered to lead their market with the latest in market news, insights, and strategy. Hey everybody, it's good to see y'all again. We are going to have a fun episode planned for y'all. I hope that you've got your coffee ready and that uh, you're either making it to the office safely or you're making it to the office uh, efficiently if you're working from the house. Uh, We're taking a different turn this week as we get to talk with Dr. Caleb Scroggin, the lead clinician and uh, owner-founder of Restoration Chiropractic. Uh, he is a chiropractic, uh, a chiropractor rather, but he's also a very uh, successful, great business story, understanding uh, that he can't be all things to all people and deciding to win uh, a, a nice chunk of the market, to win a niche by really focusing on one specific type of patient. So some great lessons for us to learn as small business leaders, uh, great lessons for us to learn on how to build pipeline and connections in order to grow your client base. So I'm really excited for y'all to be able to listen to him. That said, uh, go ahead and take another sip of that coffee because we need to run over what happened in the business world over this past week. Okay, so in the market roundup, we got um, two uh, points of news that I want to cover for y'all. The first one's coming from uh, CNBC. Headline is, U.S. recession isn't inevitable, but inflation is unacceptably high. Coming from Treasury Secretary Yellen. This is uh, a recent point of news. Some key points. The recession that many Americans fear is coming is not at all imminent, quote, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told ABC News on Sunday. Talk of recession has accelerated this year as inflation remains high and the Federal Reserve takes aggressive steps to counter. On Wednesday, the Fed announced a 75 basis point interest rate hike, its largest since 1994. The recession that many Americans fear is coming is not, quote, at all imminent, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said on Sunday. Many are talking about a recession, by the way. Janet Yellen, who frankly has not been that reliable in terms of her ability to be an uh, economy prophet. So uh, that's most of what's happening in the national news. Going to more of the state news, Georgia Power, headline coming from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, headline, Georgia Power seeks rate hike of nearly 12% over three years. Let me read you all a couple headlines from that one. As fears of a recession grow and inflation remains near a 40-year high, Georgia Power announced Friday that it is asking state regulators to approve an electricity rate hike of nearly 12% over the next three years for its 2.7 million customers. The new rates are not final and still must be approved by the Georgia Public Service Commission, but if the roughly $1 billion rate increases receives a green light from the PSC, customers would see the changes in their electricity bills starting in January 2023. And that is your Market Roundup. All right. I will not make y'all build up the anticipation anymore. Let's get Dr. Caleb Scroggin in here. Who is Dr. Caleb? He is the owner and lead provider at Restoration Chiropractic located in Savannah, Georgia. Dr. Caleb has staked out leadership in the emerging specialty of perinatal, pediatric, and family chiropractic care. In addition to being board certified by the Academy Council on Chiropractic Pediatrics, Caleb has also authored an Amazon's best-selling children's book, C is for chiropractor. 
give a warm good morning market welcome to Dr. Caleb. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing on. good. Of course. It's uh it's awesome. So let's just get the elephant um uh, uh, in the room addressed. Um some of y'all may might be looking at the title of the episode and like, man, what a coincidence. He's found another guy with a weird last name Scroggin to be on <laughs> the pod. I wonder if there is any kind of link there. Yes, there is. Caleb is uh, my cousin. And uh, another fun fact, Caleb was actually one of the first uh, conversations I had when I was thinking about uh, starting my own business instead of taking on another job. I'm sure you still remember uh, in 2020 before the world turned upside down meeting me in a restaurant to talk about your business journey because you started uh, a few years ahead of I did. Uh, so yeah, so Caleb is my cousin and uh, you've been an entrepreneur now for, this is like five or six years now. Yeah, um, we've <clears throat> we've run uh, our chiropractic office for uh, just over five years. Our five-year anniversary is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, you're invited. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, but... Uh, even before that, in chiropractic school, um, I had actually started a couple of things as well. And mm -hmm. so uh, that were related, but not the same as like a brick and mortar service providing uh, business. Um, I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of work on uh, business with being specifically a local service provider. Okay. And so, yeah. So, you know, the, just a little off the cuff is, do you feel like for a long time that you kind of had the more entrepreneurial spirit or do you feel like that, that came, uh, along later as you were finishing up school? I think that I have always had the mindset of doing things my own way. Mm -hmm. And I've always been kind of hard headed and listening to people telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, so I think that I've had that my whole life. Um, but really understanding entrepreneurship and running a business, I didn't get until probably halfway through my chiropractic school. Um, so, so a lot of the things <clears throat> I had built the business, I knew I wanted to build a business, Yeah. but but as the more I learned, I realized how wrong I was and some of the things that I was going to do. Yeah. And so luckily I was still in school, so I hadn't actually done those things yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that it, I knew I wanted to run a business, but I didn't necessarily know what entrepreneurship was at the right. time. Mm -hmm. Right. So another thing that kind of got you down the path to doing what you do now at Restoration Chiropractic is I actually watched the full seven plus minute YouTube uh, feature that y'all just cut. You're doing some rebranding and, and you're really starting to do some storytelling about Restoration Chiropractic, which is beautiful, yeah. well-produced. I recommend anybody who's within your service provider area who is potentially interested in, in your type of service, go check out that video with you and Anjali. Um, it, it was really cool. And you mentioned um, in your background, something that set you down this path was martial arts. So for, for those who know me, it's actually been an interest of mine. Caleb, uh, down, and by the way, I'm calling him Caleb because he's my cousin, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Dr. <laughs> Caleb, uh, started doing martial arts when you were, you know, a, a kid, right? And so it's Taekwondo and you got into some really competitive levels of Hapkido as well. Could you briefly tell us just to get to know a little more of the personal side of Caleb of, you know, your, 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 your love of martial arts and how that influenced you going down your career path? 
Yeah. So I, I started, my mom put me in, you know, uh, like a kid's martial arts program when I was five years old. And it was essentially, you know, a way to keep me out of trouble, you know, mm -hmm. middle school, high school, after school program, you know, you do your homework there. Uh, but along the way, I got really passionate about it and started competing. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were ups and downs. But overall, uh, towards the end of high school, I, I was starting to compete at a, at a pretty high level. Um, but prior to that, uh, when I was, I, I think, like 12, was the first time that I went to a chiropractor because, you know, very active and you're sitting all day at school and then you go and you train for a couple of hours in the afternoon. It just wears down your body. So you have, you know, back pain, you have leg pain, you have whatever issues and aches. And so I went to my first chiropractor and it, it made sense. Um, it was the first time, even at 12 years old, that I went to a healthcare professional that I said, hey, this is an issue. This is an issue. And he goes, oh, well, here's why. Let's fix that. Mm -hmm. um, prior to that, uh, I would you know, do my normal yearly checkups and say, hey, I have this going on, this going on. And unfortunately, what I would get back was, well, if it's still there next time, we'll, we'll do something about it. It, it was never like a proactive right. thing. And so it just never clicked with me. Right. If it gets and, so bad that yeah. you can't stand it anymore, then we might actually want to do something about it. <laughs> yeah. And so this was like, oh, uh, well, yeah, I can see how that could happen. Let's, let's see if we can fix it right now. Mm -hmm. and, and so that really clicked in my head. And that's really, um, even at 12 years old, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be a doctor, because that was the option. So that I got right, I could be a doctor or a lawyer, or, mm -hmm. you know, that was my parents uh, had to do something. I was like, Oh, well, I'll, I'll be this kind, because mm -hmm. it just made sense. That's really cool. That's really cool. I can act that makes sense as far as setting you down that journey as you you interacted on the patient side, and it really was inspiring. So mm -hmm. um, maybe you could. So chiropractor chiropractic um i i before the official recording period i called it chiropractic it's just a reflection of how little your your average layman understands about that field of uh medicine because we just don't interact with it very often right we see we see a family practice we might see a surgeon we see our pharmacist no one most people don't have uh, an active relationship with a chiropractor. So to help us appreciate you, we've done in the business context, which is what we're really talking about. You have a great business story, and I want to highlight that and learn from your successes and, and challenges. But help us understand the typical experience for a chiropractor who decides to start his or her own practice. Maybe you could kind of juxtapose that and understand like a chiropractor gets licensed, he or she starts to work. What does that, the typical story go like for them? Yeah. So, uh, as most people know, there are a lot of, uh, private practices in chiropractic. There are no mm -hmm. chiropractic hospitals. Um, mm -hmm. it, and some hospitals do employ chiropractors, but most don't. And mm -hmm. so if you're going to be a chiropractor, your main two choices that you know of, uh, in school is either you're going to work for someone in a private practice as an associate, you're going or you're going to start your own or you're going to partner with somebody and own it together with someone. Okay. Um, and so really, it's like, you know, a dental office or a small law firm, uh, that type of structure. And so uh, most people, they either want to work for somebody or they want to own their own business. And most people want to own their own business. Uh, so the 
there is a business track in chiropractic school because of that. And so, or at least my chiropractic school there was. And so every quarter we had a business class Um, and they gave you the fundamentals uh, of understanding how to run a business. Whereas uh, for me, I got a mentor. I got a, uh, a, a business uh, service, local service provider type of business because every business has a little bit tweaks that they need to do. Uh, and for marketing and sales and understanding the strategy of, of how you do, how you set up your business. So I had a lot of uh, help, um, but they graduate. They, it, chiropractic is actually wonderful because for, from the business perspective, because it's very low overhead. Okay. Um, you know, you can have it really as low as you want. You could decide you want to open your own business, but you want to do mobile. You only want to do house calls. Mm-hmm. So you get a chiropractic mm-hmm. table in your, in your car and you go to house to house. There's like no overhead to that gas. Maybe I mean, right now you probably got some gas overhead. Right. Uh, <laughs> is the, is the licensing um, process pretty friendly to chiropractors? It, I know that it is. Okay, because I know, like, for example, like, if you're looking at PT, for example, there's a lot of legal uh, bridges that you must cross on a certain path with insurance and and to get uh, to even see a physical therapist. You know, I don't know how stringent it is on the chiropractors. Yeah, so, I mean, we have four parts of national boards. We have to pass all of our boards. We have to graduate. We have to pass background checks. We have to do a jurisprudence, a law exam, Mm -hmm. um, so that we know all the laws. Uh, We have to pay the money. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm sure there's one other thing, but it's pretty straightforward. As long as you have all of your ducks in a row, um, they, they make it pretty simple for the technical aspect of getting licensed. Um, and as far as insurance credentialing, Mm -hmm. I'm not credentialed with anyone. Mm I, most chiropractors are, uh, are direct pay, um, versus taking insurance because in Georgia, insurance doesn't reimburse super well for chiropractic. And okay. so it's a lot of them will bill your insurance, but a lot of them also don't. And I don't really play the insurance game. So I like, mm-hmm. and, and, I, oh, and going on to a business aspect, that's really important. Uh, I had a mentor once tell me if your business relies, relies on insurance reimbursement, it's not a business a business has to market and build up a brand and, and provide something of value that people pay money for. Right. Right. There needs to be a direct conscious exchange of money from their hands to your hands. Yes. Otherwise you're just kind of a third party that's receiving money from someone else. And there's no, that's not a business. That's just a way to acquire money. Right. Like a hospital system, you know, they're not really for-profit institutions the same way that we are. Um, correct. So yeah. that that's that helps us understand just kind of the industry pathway. So you're saying that you know, people yeah. will go get their degrees. They're taught. Uh, many of them have business uh, education as part of your curriculum because even though you can go work for another practice, there aren't these, you know. Uh, major you don't have chiropractic hospitals and so most every chiropractor wants to be an entrepreneur they want to go down their own path and when they have their own practice they're calling the shots and like you said um 
you know, there's a lot of things going for them in terms of overhead, licensure and whatnot. Um, but many of them, if they want to be successful, they can't run themselves like a hospital or even a lot of uh, even like a family practice. They have to run themselves like a true business. Otherwise, they're going to fail. So could you help us just appreciate maybe even if it's just one, a unique challenge facing a chiropractor as an entrepreneur that maybe some other industries might not have to tackle? Yeah. So <clears throat> what I love about chiropractic um, is a great thing about chiropractic um, is also it's a double-edged sword. So mm -hmm. there are over 200 different chiropractic techniques. Um, so uh, if anybody, if you or anybody you know um, has walked into two different chiropractors offices, you'll notice that they weren't the same. Okay. And, and so I think that it's great for the chiropractor. They get to express how they want to help people and get people better. Mm -hmm. But um, as everybody knows what the, I think the, what they call the best business in the world was McDonald's, mm -hmm. you know, at one point, the reason why they were called the best business in the world was because you can go anywhere in the world to a McDonald's and you know exactly what that uh, that double quarter pounder with cheese tastes like, right? And it takes no the exact same amount of time. Yeah, no <laughs> one wants fit. No one wants fifteen different uh, tastes and flavors of the French fries. If you go to McDonald's, you want the French fries to taste like the same place across the country, across the world. Yeah, and so with chiropractic, um, I think it's very personality based. Okay. Um, my my, if you talk to people who have been to a chiropractor, they love their chiropractor. And it's it. Yes, the the benefits, the the actual care is part of that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is the understanding, the communication, that bedside manner, if you if you will, um, they connect with them. And okay. so um, there's a lot of different personalities out there and a lot of different ways to approach health within chiropractic, um, which I think is great, but also I think that's a big challenge for the greater population, understanding what does chiropractic do? How does it help? What is, how do, how do you refer to it? You right. know, what is the word? It, it makes it right. very challenging from the public perspective to understand really what to expect. Right. No, it's interesting. And in some, I know that they're called the medical arts, but pe people typically, if they see one physician to another physician, which I have actually seen a, a lot of variety in the way that a family practice physician will, hand, will, will manage your health versus another person's approach. There actually is a lot of variance in that too. But, you know, I would guess like what you're describing here is almost like an art form. And so you're going to have a lot more variety and variability which, like you said, while also awesome because it can be different ways to express and all that stuff, could also, because you don't have that consistent McDonald's experience, makes it harder to educate and inform and perhaps in some respects build trust unless you've already taken that chance on that one chiropractor, had a great experience, and then really built that strong relationship. Correct. Okay, yeah. just to make notes, I was tracking. Yeah. So there's a bunch of chiropractors out there. Um, I see their ads. You know, uh, we all see mm -hmm. their ads. You know, like, hey, pain is not something you should live with. You should go get it addressed. And uh, it's easy, I'm sure, because like, if for those of y'all who aren't in Savannah, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, one of its major industry verticals in terms of what makes this entire economic center tick is the medical uh, center. You know, I look at military. I look at um, education with Georgia Southern University and Savannah State. Um, you look at the ports. Obviously, medical is a huge presence here. We have a long, we have a, a strong presence of 
private medical practices. It's easy for you to get lost on the shuffle and in the sea of chiropractors and, and, and everything on top of the challenges you mentioned of even selling the chiropractic as a, as a service. And part of what I wanted to get, get restoration chiropractic on here is because y'all chose a unique niche that helped you stick out of the crowd. You had a very specific lane. You're not just the chiropractor. You're the <clears throat> perinatal pediatric and family specialist. Now, could you take Correct. care of a Philip who is a 30-something-year-old man? Absolutely. But you you also carved out a niche that people have really gravitated on towards. So maybe you could just set the table for us and just explaining why did you choose to focus or at least brand yourself as being the specialist in perinatal pediatric and family? Yeah, and, and I love this part because this translate to all, translates to all businesses, mm -hmm. um, all service-based businesses. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, I heard somebody say one time, the riches are in the niches. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the truth. Uh, Amen. Amen. Uh, and so <clears throat> the, like I referenced before, there's over 200 different like certified chiropractic techniques. A lot of chiropractors uh, operate what we call womb to tomb practices. Womb to tomb meaning we take everyone, we see everyone, we want to help everyone. And their viewpoint is because everyone at some point needs help. Mm -hmm. And so they want to help as many people as they can, which is great. Right. You cast a big net. Yeah, you cast a big net, which is great. But when it comes to marketing, you can't really market that. You're They're forced to market one of those 200 techniques. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. Philip, have you ever heard of Gonstead? Never. Have you heard have you heard of upper cervical chiropractic? Have you no. heard of knee chest? Okay, a lot of mm. these practices, they're marketing that as their unique selling proposition. But you don't know what that is. You don't even care what that is. Right. And so it's not the technique. I do have that. I do have a specialization and a lot of training in these certain methods of taking care of people. But the general population doesn't they don't care about that. They just want to know that they can get results and they can, um, and they know they can trust who they're talking to. And so what we did was instead of marketing what we do, we market who we serve. Okay. And, and so for that is the perinatal. And for those of you that don't know, perinatal just means around birth. So if you're trying to get pregnant, if you're pregnant, if you're uh, about to give birth, if you are postpartum, all of that is within perinatal. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, babies and pregnant ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, <laughs> which is a very specific market that takes you mm -hmm. from every, you know cradle to grave. Everybody at some point in time is going to have pains that need to get addressed. To that's a very specific segment of the population. Yes, and. Um, the and like you said, I will absolutely take care of a 35 year old man, mm -hmm. but that's not who we're we're making our ad copy towards. That's mm -hmm. not who we're spending our dollars to get in or designing um, your lobby for, right? Yes, and so that kind of goes into um, uh, something I wanted to talk about in a minute, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, the. I'm trying to go back to the, oh, the, the niche, if you will. Mm -hmm. So basically for me, it started out as a passion. Um, I, I was telling you before 
that I didn't actually choose this area of expertise based on business. I actually based it off of passion and it just happened to like work very well in business. Um, the, I was actually, we mentioned before I did martial arts, I was going to be a sports chiropractor. I was going to, when I got into chiropractic school, I was already working with the Falcons, the Phillies and the Eagles. I was, uh, I mean, which is like, you know, a college age guy who's, who was already Mm -hmm. a sports fan. You would think that that's the dream, right? Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's super cool. You get to meet, you know, all of these famous people, you take care of them. Um, and then I was introduced to pediatric chiropractic at a club meeting. And this guy was talking about this baby that was failure to thrive, that they were about to put a feeding tube in because it wasn't gaining weight and whatever. And they did one adjustment. And all of a sudden the baby, you know, pinked up and, and was able to nurse and just got better. Uh, and so through chiropractic care through chiropractic care. Wow. And, uh, and so I was like, I'm over here, you know, rubbing knees and, and taping ankles and doing this stuff. And it's really cool to hang out with these people, but that baby's life just got changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's really where I kind of started with that. Um, and then when I started learning more about business, um, that it mirrors it, you know, if you can mm-hmm. give more impact, then you can really carve out a business in that. Help me understand because like that's why you chose and that's really cool that you happen to your passion happened to also align well with business strategy. But what yeah. at what point in time, whether pre-entrepreneur, as you started the practice, did you realize how important it would be to orient yourself to the market, to the community within that spe- that specific uh, niche? That was probably within a year of opening, honestly. Okay. Um, because I was going to be, I knew I wanted to see kids. I knew I wanted to see pregnancy and I'd already gotten certified in pregnancy and all that thing. But then I had a business mentor that was like, listen, you have to have, and you teach this, uh, an ideal client. Mm -hmm. And, and so whenever I talk to, uh, young chiropractors who haven't started their business yet that, that want to, um, and this is where we talk about that, uh, that, um, lobby is before you ask any other question, you have to first have your ideal client before anything in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell people they need 15 line items. Like, and the longer, the better. Okay. You know, I know my ideal client's favorite shoe brand. It's Rothy. Guess who wears Rothy's, Philip? My wife. <laughs> Your wife, <laughs> <laughs> like, and so um, who started seeing you when she had recently had her second child. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know all of these things and I decided them and then we find, you know, yeah. something. So you, if for everyone out there listening, if you're thinking about starting a business or you have one, um, you have the, don't do anything else 
until you get that uh, ideal client? Um, who is the person that you want to, um, who you want to help? A person, a person. They need a name. They need yeah. an age. They need how many kids do they have? Like that type of thing. What it, and from, here's my yeah. thing it, is is my, it, tell me where I, I think that if everybody approached this like what I what I talk to some of my clients about when they like see competitors like I have some I have one client in particular who's very wary of competitors he's always worried about what other guys might be doing it's like listen you know uh, at least in his industry I'm sure in your industry as well there's plenty enough for everybody to eat and be successful if every sure. single chiropractic practice took your approach and we they all laser focus on a very specific problem for a very specific person and therefore providing a very specific high value solution everybody would be able to eat but then everybody would get this highly personalized great mm -hmm. service because you wouldn't have to try to be uh you know ruth's chris and mcdonald's at the same time you could be mcdonald's yeah. or you could be ruth's chris and you'd both make money and everybody would get great care right yeah i um I referred someone who wanted to come in this morning uh, in our first session this morning. Uh, it was a grandparent of a child we were seeing. They mm -hmm. said, hey, how do I start? I said, well, for you, uh, we probably wouldn't be the best fit. I could take care of you, but this guy one mile down the road, he's going to be able to take better care of you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I refer a lot of people to them. And mm -hmm. it's because... It, we want to have a certain demographic in our office because I'm really good at it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really good at what I do, but you come in and you have, you know, 70 years of degeneration in your neck and you need certain other techniques that I don't provide. It's, you know, it, I, I focus and then it's, it's easy for me to send to somebody else who focuses in that other area. No, it's um, the same thing for me, by the way. Like if it's, yeah. so we have business, we have medicine, we have marketing, we have chiropractic. Could I do an email marketing campaign? Yes. Could I design like a, like a cool marketing slick or design maybe even a logo? Yeah. You know, could, could I do some of these more? Could I operate a Facebook page? Yeah. But that's not my specialty because, you know, it, there are people who want to be do it all marketers. But as you grow, as you start to get bigger, you start to work with bigger clients. They want that specialty and they want you to have those chops and repetition and very specific subfields. So, you know, I don't try to be all things to all people. It sounds like even though, once again, Caleb has a broad skill set, you have your niche and you know that's where you play. So. That being said, you know, you've been in business, you're about to hit your five year anniversary, you chose a niche, which was unique, I would say, for business period, most people try to be all things to all people, you found the niches and the riches, <clears throat> what has been the result of your business strategy so far? Uh, it's been great. Um, I'll tell you one thing that is uh, pretty measurable that you could check out on your own mm -hmm. is you look at Facebook groups. Mm hmm. We get a decent amount of uh, uh, new clients, patients um, from Facebook groups. And if you look into a broad group, let's say, you know, Wilmington Island or Ardsley Park or just like one of the neighborhood groups and somebody mm -hmm. asks for a reference for a chiropractor, you get about one or two from, from each chiropractor in the region. All right. Okay. The, everybody loves their chiropractor, like I mm -hmm. said. And so they want you to go to their chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go over to the mom's group, and somebody asks for a chiropractor for their child, mm -hmm. there will be 20 comments. 18 of them will be us. Wow. Wow. 
No, so you basically have an evangelism effort going on here. And coming yeah. from a mama, you know a mama's not going to mm -hmm. bullcrap around yeah. who you know around her kids. So we might get one one you know upvote in like a neighborhood you know type of thing that's just looking for anyone. But when it comes to really our demographic, we, we our branding and you know how we've been focusing our marketing efforts, we we really outperform um, because of we're known as the people who focus and specialize in this area. Right. Is which is easy, simple, repeatable, memorable. It's easy for people to call you to mind because you're not cradle to grave, right? Yep. Right. So in the five years that you've been, um, once again, so chiropractic practices, unlike some other medical practices where everything's straight referral or you're part of this large interconnected system where you really don't have to market your business. Caleb yep. has to market his business. Restoration chiropractic doesn't get to where it's now. If you weren't doing sales efforts, networking efforts, you know, community building, you know, showing up and kissing babies and all that stuff, and then <laughs> marketing your business, which now it seems like you are in this new phase where you're really wanting to go to the next level with your marketing. What's the number one business growth strategy that's worked for you? And then opposite is what's one thing that you tried out and it just didn't work out lesson learned? Yeah. So, so the, the thing that I think has really helped us the most is I don't really actually market to the public as much, okay. the general population. In the mm -hmm. last year, I may have spent $100 on social media, yeah. um, and, and that might have even timed out. It might not have even been within the last year. Uh, the, where our efforts are, are for people that see who we want to see. We okay. pollinators, if you will. Okay. So, <clears throat> so I am marketing to OBGYNs. I am marketing mm. to pediatricians. I am marketing to midwives, lactation consultants, anyone. And it all goes back to your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Because a, if my ideal client was a woman that doesn't have any kids, that's that person's going to be at a different place than a, a woman that has a two-year-old. Right that those two people are very different. Mm -hmm. And so you go back to your ideal client, you have those 15 bullet points of who they are. And yeah. then you say, okay, where does this person go? Mm -hmm. Where do, where do, where are they? And I need to market to that thing that they're at. So you're building um, bridges with the power brokers. Yes. And so um, for us specifically, let's say you're, you're, you're a woman and your OBGYN says, Hey, you need to go see this guy. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to go see me. Right. Um, yeah. Or anything. And so it automatically builds third party credibility when we're talking about um, business. And uh, it makes my job more easy. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that these uh, womb to tomb practices, I would say that if you pull patients, this is not the first chiropractor they've been to. Mm, they've been okay. to two, three, four chiropractors. Mm -hmm. They they like chiropractic, um, and they're just going to this one now. Uh, whereas our practice, I would say the majority of, of new clients have never been to a chiropractor before ever. This is their first okay. experience. Mm -hmm. and And it's because 
we're marketing to the people that refer people. And so they're being told by their provider or by their trusted advisor to come to us, whereas otherwise they would never have come. And I think so that I think makes the relationship more sticky as well, rather than y'all be seen as a commodity where they can yeah. kind of just move and pick and choose their flavor. I think because you're yeah. the first one, you're recommended by the practice in uh, their family practice or OBGYN, and you're recommended for a specific specialty. It makes mm -hmm. you more of a novelty rather than a commodity. Correct. Yeah. And so, and so I think that's the biggest thing for us is, is we've built value before they've walked into the door. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the thing that that we tried a little bit in the first you know year or so opening that I would not suggest um, even in this economy mm -hmm. is discounts. Okay. Um, if you have your ideal client and you know where they are and you are choosing a niche and you are marketing yourself as the best person in that niche, mm -hmm. you cannot offer a Lamborghini for $10,000. Right. It, it breaks their head. They're like, nah, mm -mm, no, right. um, I don't like that. And right. so you have to charge money and right. you have to know your value. And now our office, we're, you know, I wouldn't say we're the most expensive place in town, right. but but we like to see big families and we, mm -hmm. we have a mission that we're seeing. And so we're not trying to break the bank, but we also um, like the ads that you were talking about seeing at the beginning of the podcast, you mm -hmm. see ads for chiropractors all the time. What's the ad that you see? $27 uh, initial yeah. exam. Yep. No, absolutely yep. not. Right. Um, well, that's what you need to do. If you're selling, if you're selling used Fords, you, you need to be willing and dealing because those are commodities. If you sell mm -hmm. Lamborghinis, you, there's no such thing as a sales promo on a Lamborghini because you're selling a novelty. Yeah. And so, and so that's one thing that if you're going to uh, do this correctly and build a business based on a niche and, mm -hmm. and have to work less uh, and have an easier business then you, you can't also do that lack mindset of, uh, of the discounts. Yep. People um, outside yeah. of your niche, you probably would have to do some kind of discount to get them in the door. But once again, that's not your client. So therefore you don't even bother. Yeah. Right. They're, they're so, not what makes up the business. So Last couple of questions is, uh, what is the next phase? So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you're hitting your five anniversary. That's a significant mile marker for practice. Um, business is doing well. You are the go-to one in your geographical market with your specific niche. What's coming up next? So I'm actually really excited about it. Um, as you saw that we're going through a big rebrand, mm -hmm. um, we're locking down, uh, some systems so that we can really make this thing reproducible. Okay. Um, and so with our rebrand and the website's not out yet, but it will be in the next few I was weeks. looking for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have our website, but it's, okay. um, it's still the old website. Um, okay. the, uh, we have a new website that's coming out. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, and with lots of video content and things like that, but our next phase is really expanding probably fifth because of our niche and our reputation, we have people that drive over we, probably 15% of our practice is people that drive over an hour. Yeah. That's telling you something. Yep. And, and so we start people out, you know, sometimes two times a week. And a lot mm -hmm. of times those patients are babies. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of driving with, you know, babies. And especially oh, if yeah. they're coming to me, they're likely, you know, not happy to begin with. Yeah. And so, uh, we that's not the experience to, you want to deliver long-term. Yeah. Right. And so, so we're going to look into expanding our, our market and, and uh, opening a second office. Uh, we're looking at, at demographics, but I think we have a solution for that and I'm not going to announce it right now. Um, but uh, I would look for us in the next year or so to be, uh, seeing people, um, outside of Savannah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, um, congratulations. That's, I can't wait to hear it. Definitely a big cheerleader as a, as a patient and obviously uh, all the other reasons I, I want you to be successful and it looks like you've got a good roadmap. Here's the final question. This is a little bonus cue, just kind of. Caleb, uh, uh, business leader, talking to other business leaders who are listening. What's one commonly held business belief with which you disagree? Uh, with which I disagree. I disagree with a lot of them. Uh, I know. You like you don't. Like we got at the beginning of the conversation. You don't like when being told what to do. You like to do things <laughs> yeah. your own way. So I figured you could be a contrarian yeah. somewhere. Um, a, a lot. Uh, but I would say the one biggest thing is i don't know uh i would say the thing that we've been talking about is is that that niche a lot of people um it's scary to open a new business Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you um when i was marketing when before we'd opened our doors i was doing seven networking events a week Mm -hmm. i remember that's a a lot yeah yeah uh, and and so each event's like two hours, right? So that's fourteen hours a week of just walking around and talking to people yep. um, every week. And <clears throat> so the uh, when I would talk to people in all these networking events, right? There, mm-hmm. it's not really my demographic, right? It's not my ideal. It's a bunch client. of people like you, you know, yeah, yeah. not your client, <laughs> uh, yeah. not yeah. And so what's really scary is you tell them, hey, I see. Pregnancy, pediatric, perinatal, uh, babies, uh, children, neurodevelopment, and 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 so I'll meet a guy, you know, and and start talking, and we, you know, connect, and he's like, he's you know, seventy years old, and he's like, well, I'll come by, and I'm like, well, actually, uh, I am not going to be the best fit for you. Yeah, yeah. And that, and I don't even have any patience yet. Right. Like the door's not open. Right. And so right. that's, that's like, uh, I have a person that wants to pay me money yeah. and, and, yeah. uh, and I'm telling them no. And really they're, they're literally said, so you're really telling me that like, I can't come see you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, well, guess what? We opened in the next few weeks and that guy's granddaughter start care. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, whew, yeah. that fear of you know of yep. that niche because you want to see every you want at yep. the beginning you want to see everybody anybody like i gotta pay the bills right yeah your brand um, new business you need money and you need money now so to yeah. do the opposite and say i'm not going <laughs> to offer all the services to all the people i'm going to offer like two services to two types of people that's yeah. limiting your money pool right so it's yeah. like it's so counterintuitive right because you need <laughs> money it's very counterintuitive um, but that guy knew that I meant business then. Okay. He was like, Oh, this guy is really good at, I haven't seen him. I just, I just know he has to be, if he's not going to take me, he wants to see the grandkids. 
Um, and I don't even think we talked about his grandkids. I think he just told his daughter and they brought him in. Uh, and, and so that really goes to show you that when you stick to it and you really have your brand and you have your ideal client and you market towards that, it, it, it works. Yeah. So, so, uh, so everybody, um, that I think lesson learned here is number one, know who your ideal client is, have your 15 plus item list, know what kind of shoes they wear. You know, you need to know, <laughs> uh, you need to go where your ideal client is. And if you stick to your guns and you build up your strategy to know how to find those people where they're at and, and offer them a unique value service, don't be the everything to everybody womb to tomb service. You might have yourself a successful business like restoration chiropractor who might be coming to a neighborhood near you very soon. So, uh, <laughs> Dr. Caleb Scroggin, it was an honor and a pleasure. You're still an inspiration to me. I'm so happy for all your success and I appreciate you joining the podcast. Thanks so much. I appreciate coming on. Um, that was awesome. It's good. I, I love talking about um, about business mechanics and marketing because everything's marketing. Well, so to that point, to that point, some people may be listening to this and want to talk to Caleb, the chiropractic guy, or some people may be listening to this and want to connect with you, the business guy. So if people want to connect with you, people want to learn more about restoration chiropractic, how, how can they get connected with you? Yeah. So we have our two main ones is uh, Facebook is restoration chiropractic. Okay. Um, and then our website is myheadsonstraight.com. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, we have a phone number, Google, uh, restoration chiropractic. Um, and we would love to talk to you. We, we always answer the phone. You can text our number. Perfect. Um, and, and that's, that's another thing. Uh, old people, I don't say old people, uh, they're not <laughs> seasoned, seasoned their, folk. Yeah. They don't text to change their scheduling. No. We do text scheduling. Right. You know, when a mom with two kids is not calling, she's texting. Right. Um, and so that's just another thing. But uh, yeah, I would love to connect with anyone. I love talking business. I love talking. I, I help um, young chiropractors all the time, uh, every week with how to set up their businesses and how to, um, to market towards the people that they want. And it's not always the same, you know, market as mine. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's very simple once you understand the, the logistics, the, the rubric, if you will. Great. Perfect. Well, I will put that down, uh, put the, the information on how to connect with, uh, Caleb and, and restoration chiropractic in the show notes, Caleb have a great rest of the day. Can't wait to see where you pop up next. And once again, uh, thanks for joining good morning market. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Uh, have a great one. You too. Talk to you soon. Thank you all 
all for joining Good Morning Market. Really uh, found that very insightful, frankly, from my cousin, believe it or not. So, you know, hey, those entrepreneurial skills just run in the family, I suppose. <laughs> all kidding aside, um, yeah, y'all absolutely can reach out to Caleb. I got some uh, some links in the show notes if you're looking to get adjusted. I know I felt a little more crickety in my back just uh, listening to the episode, so maybe need to go get checked out. Also, if you are listening to this and saying, hey, um, I need to find my really specific niche so I can get uh, a bigger business and more successful business the easier, uh, less taxing way. Um, that's where Soul Insights could potentially come in to help. So go check out soulinsights.com to learn more about the options there to the ability to identify, attract, and retain ideal clients. Uh, step one is like Caleb said, uh, understanding your niche. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share the podcast. Really appreciate you all for tuning in every week. Of course, get the newsletter, Good Morning Market on soulinsights.com. You can subscribe and you can get in-depth articles related to what's going on in the market, but also some strategy related to how you can respond accordingly. And as you go into this week, I wish you all the biggest and the best success. But remember, in order to lead your market, you must first hear and know your market.